Hey, everybody. It's your girl, DJ, with Plan for Keeps podcast. If you're a first-time listener of the show, welcome. And if you're a fan of the podcast and have been listening for a while, I truly appreciate the support. To support the show further, please like, subscribe, comment, or share an episode you feel resonates with you that may resonate with someone else to help spread the word. If you really enjoy the show, consider becoming a Patreon. This will help me in continuing to make content like this for the podcast and our dating app, Plan for Keeps, that's focused on self-development, awareness, love styles, emotional intelligence, sex, and attachment theory. Hey, welcome to Playing for Keeps, the show where we take a deep dive into emotional intelligence, sex, love, adult attachment theory, mental health, therapy, and everything in between that creates great relationships. Your host, DJ, is a certified life coach and emotional intelligence practitioner. She's here to be of service to all the listeners interested in love and relationship. Now, here's your host, DJ. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, DJ, with Plan for Keeps podcast. And today I have a guest for Dating Chronicles. His name is Daniel Hess. He is a filmmaker, writer, and poet, and he is here to give us a crazy or funny dating story. How are you today, Daniel? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. No, most definitely. But before we dive into your story, um, I'd like to hear just how your week has been and um, what you got going on. Uh, it's been a good week. Uh, you know, right now I'm, I'm working on a lot of different projects, uh, rebuilding the uh, wedding video branch of Two Tony over here. And then also uh, had some pitch meetings for a few feature film scripts that I'm working on with producers and stuff. So slowly making progress on, on the, the creative side of things, too. Oh, my God, that is so awesome. What type of films do you make? I know you probably can't spill too much on like your projects, but what type of films do you make? Well, so the, the two scripts I have right now, one is a, a drama that's set in the early 90s, and the other is a horror film, which is set during World War One. Oh, wow. So it sounds like you have just a, a broad span of like just different types of films that you write. Do you direct as well or do you just write? So I, right now, these are both just written. I actually have uh, directors attached for both projects. Right now, it's it's really just a matter of getting the producers on and the financing all together, and we're going to be off to the races. Yo, that's dope. Well, we <laughs> are sending positive energy your way on that and, and just Thank wishing you. you the best of luck for um, the meetings that you had. Okay, so um, you're here for a funny or crazy dating story. What do you have for us today? <laughs> Uh, well, I have a pretty crazy uh, first date that I went on a couple years ago. Um, I had met this girl, I think it was through, I want to say Tinder. Maybe it was OkCupid. Could oh, be wrong. <laughs> I know. I've been, on, I've been on too many dating apps at this point in my life. Uh, and as I went to pick her up, you know, we were, we were actually going to a holiday party. So it was around actually this time of year. Mm, okay. um, and I remember the, the, the conversation before I even left was like, you know, it's, it's a holiday party and we're not really supposed to be like bringing any guests, but it's okay. Like you can come. <laughs> and so starting off, I was like, already, okay, this is like a little awkward. Um, so I, I pick her up and we're driving down 
and just talking or whatever. And then like next thing you know, I she was asking, uh, she was like, do, do you care if I do like a bump of cocaine on the dash of your car? Wait, what? Yeah, like I was just, we we're on the highway more than halfway to the place. Uh, and that was the question that got brought up. And I was like, really taken aback, like not in a bad way, but I was just like, did I really just get asked if somebody's going to do cocaine on dash my car? So I didn't say anything. I was like really processing it. And uh, I remember she paused and she was like, oh, you know, it's okay. I'll wait till we get there and then I'll do it in the bathroom. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, okay, okay. This is how things are going so far. Um, So then we get there and the whole thing was the holiday party was out of Dave and Buster's, right? Which, which I'm like, I'm down for Dave and Buster's because they, they have like this dancing game there. And that's like my favorite game. I love that game. <laughs> gotcha. So I was like, if nothing else, I'm going to get some like quality uh, dancing time at this game. Um, so yeah, so we get there. And at this point, we were like super late, which again, I wasn't really aware that like, I think it started at like seven and we got there at like 830 or something. Okay. And yeah, so it was like no guests were supposed to be there. And I get in the room and it's not a lot of people like the food's kind of been already, you know, picked through and all that. And they were handing out like cards so you could do like free play for the night. Uh, And my thought was like, okay, get in, get this card and just keep it moving. And as soon as we walk in the room, she's like, oh, I'm starving. I want to get like I, I need to eat something. And she gets like this big plate of food. And I was just like, oh, my God, now I got to like sit in this room while like people <laughs> pretend that like. I was, it was okay to invite guests because nobody else had guests. Oh, wow. Yeah. And like this girl, like she had no leverage either because she was like a holiday worker. So it wasn't even like she was on board for like months at a time or anything. Like she was just there for a few weeks and that was it. So to the people's credit, like they were being nice, you know, they're, they're talking to me and everything while I'm just like waiting for her to finish eating because I wasn't hungry. Um, and so I'm like, you know, I'm just talking with them and whatever. Finally finishes eating. This is like another like half hour later. Get the get the card. And I'm like, I came in here to, to dance. And like, that's what we're doing. <laughs> so so I make like a beeline right to that. Um, and we we're we we're playing for a little bit. And she was like, she was okay. I mean, she didn't really like it. So I, I, and I could tell that. But I was just like in autopilot at this point. I was like, I'm just playing this game. Um so, so she ends up leaving like her coat with me and she's like, I got, I got to go run to the bathroom. Right. And you know, I'm just playing the game. I'm absorbed by that. Like I'm in my own world. Gotcha. So I'm like, I'm playing and playing and playing. And then I like, you know, look down and it's like, okay, it's been about like 20 minutes. She's still not back. Uh, and so like I text her and I'm like, Hey, you know, like was everything. Okay. Like what's going on? Uh, play another like four rounds of the thing. Another like 20 minutes go by still nothing text her again i'm like hey you know what's going on and this time i call and like no response so i'm like whatever i'm just gonna keep playing oh no you don't go check on her let me let you finish the story (laughs) (laughs) well so so i'm like i'm still playing and the next thing you know i get you hear the message over the intercom like dave and busters is closing in like 15 minutes and i'm just like she's still not anywhere to be found not answering the phone not not answering any texts and there was like a point in the night where I was just like, I should just leave. Like I should just roll because like, I don't know what's happening. Like I don't want to get involved with anything. If like, yeah. 
But I remember she left her coat, so I was just like, crap. Well, if you really think about it, like, if something did happen or does happen, somebody goes missing, I'm the first person because, like, I was there. I have items of hers and everything. So then I'm like, I walk over to the bathroom, and I'm, like, hovering around the bathroom, you know, still just trying to call, still no response. And I was like, okay, I just got to, like, walk in this bathroom. But, you know, it's like I'm not about to just slam into the lady's bathroom. Um, and then all of a sudden, she just, like, pops out. She just comes out of the bathroom. <sighs> and I was, like, a little irritated at this point. I'm like, what the heck happened? Like, what's going on? And she's just like, oh, I was just on the phone with, like, my friend. Or whatever. I just got caught up in that. And I was like, okay. So so then we're like leaving. And as this is like the thing that takes the cake with the whole situation. is like as I'm driving back, she looks over to me and she's just like, you know, I really feel like I can like open up to you and like connect. I feel like we're connected and all that stuff. And I'm like, okay. Um, and she's like, I, I want to be real. Like, so I'm, I'm still seeing this guy right now. Uh, and... You know, together we we uh, have these moments where like we'll we'll I th- I want to get it right. I always try to like get it right. The way she phrased it was, um, I think it was they it was they, they smoke crack and snort heroin together. That was that was how she like ended that. Which I was just like, I feel for you. Like that's that's a rough thing to be dealing with. Addiction is is no joking matter. But at the same time, it was like that was just crazy to like just get throwing that at me right the first date oh my god (laughs) so so yeah needless to say like you know i dropped her off that evening and and, you know i still like talked with her or whatever you know because i was just like hey you know if you need there's stuff out there there's resources blah blah blah. um but yeah there was there was no second date after that needless to say so oh my my wildest that's my wildest probably dating story okay so (laughs) So many questions. Um, <laughs> so how long did you guys talk before you actually met? Let me start there. Um, it wasn't too long. It was probably like maybe two weeks, three weeks at most. Okay. Well, we you, finally. You better than me. I, I, I've had instances where I met the person like the same day or the next day. And I, I, mean, I ran into some, too. I ran into some crazy shit, but that. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah, I was. Yeah. But within the two, three weeks, she didn't show any signs of like being weird or I mean, there's some there's some like weird, like some off kilter things for sure. Um, But I like I, you know, it's it's my issue, too, because I'll admit that, like, sometimes in those cases, it's one of those things where I'm just like, you know, this is too interesting on paper to not meet this person in person. From that, what did you learn from that? Or, or or are you still like that? I'm assuming you're a you're a filmmaker and a writer. Maybe you like getting in situations like that. Maybe it helps your creativity. Like <laughs> I think I think innately that that might might have been part of it. I tr- I try to be better about it now, but I will say there are still instances where it, it happens, you know, you'll meet somebody and it's like you can tell that something's not really like a hundred percent kosher, so to speak. And it's still just like, all right, I'm just going to still hang out with this person and like, see what happens. So it still does pop up on occasion, but I'm trying to to be better about all of that. 
Okay. I can relate. I can relate. Okay. So I'm curious to know for you, like, what would you say is the hardest lesson within dating relationships um, that you had to go through? Um, I mean, what really kind of reshaped everything for me was, you know, when I was in high school, I met someone and we dated for about seven years. Uh, Very, very serious, but also very tumultuous relationship. Lots of, you know, uh, toxicity there, gaslighting, cheating. I mean, you name it. Um, And that really like changed a lot of the perspective for me, you know, because I can say that like there was a lot of strong feelings like there was love, you know, all of that stuff. And it really made me sort of reevaluate that because it's just like I'm I'm a pretty philosophical person. So it's just like when you look back on it, you're like, what is really like love and all that stuff? Because you can so easily put that with that person. But then there's all that toxicity that came with it. And I've seen a lot of people over the years that I've met or had friendships with where they're in kind of toxic relationships, but they have this like. Uh, you know, we love each other, all this stuff. And it's just interesting how like your mind can really mold into that. So for me, I think that's what's made more long-term relationships really hard since then, because I'm always just like, is there any emotion there? Is this just my brain sort of like, you know, coercing itself into, okay, I'm with this person now. This has to be love. This has to be this, this has to be that. Um, so yeah, it makes you really like evaluate everything. So that's that's been a big part of like just having, I think, relationship issues since then, to be honest. Let me make sure I understand what you're saying or from I'm interpreting it like in my mm-hmm. own way. So are you saying like um you basically you can't you can't tell like since that relationship, you really can't tell if you know the next person you're dealing with, if you really love them or not, or are you saying that? when you get into a relationship, it's like, okay, we're in a relationship and that's it. I think I'm just trying to figure out, um, because I know my, what my issue, um, it was, and still is a little bit was I was used to toxicity as well in relationships and you get with the next person and maybe they're a little more stable and you don't feel that love because you're so used to and familiar with that toxicity. Right. Are, was mm-hmm. that what you kind of was explaining or was it totally different? Yeah. I mean, I, I always say like I'm a I'm a I'm a bad source in that regard, because it's like for me, you know, the few longer term relationships I have had have been more on the toxic side of things. So it's like, you know, I, I you know, I see somebody that we just talk with therapy wise every other week. And it's like we've we've come to the conclusion where it's just like. I've just never had, you know, that stable, healthy relationship that's been a long-term thing. So it's like my 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 baseline is, you know, very skewed in a in a wrong direction. So I just, you know, I haven't had the that one person that I've met where it has been something like stable, you know, that everybody's like good with everything and there's not like, you know, trust issues or any of that kind of stuff. Um, so, so let me, yeah, ask, let me ask you, it's not like you said, you're you, like, you're a phys- philosophical, I can't talk today person. Um, what would you say? Cause you know, when we self-reflect and we look at ourselves, what would you say, um, 
why do you think you attract those type of people when you, and you stay in those longer term relationships? Because I'm assuming, and I could be wrong for the like stunts that short, are you usually the one that walks away or get bored? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was going to, I'd say like, you know, most of the time uh, at this point in my life, it's like, if it's, you know, I meet somebody and, and we go on a few dates or something like, you know, I have that big habit and issue of just kind of like, finding something like I'll just always find something like that's a flaw or an issue. And that's just my reasoning for like, okay, you know, that was fun, but you know, X, Y, Z could potentially happen. And then I just, you know, you, you like self-protect and you sort of step away and all that stuff. So I've definitely done that several, several times. And then, you know, inevitably you, you regret it a little bit and then try to like reconnect with that person. Cause I've done that many occasions and uh you know at that point they're either with somebody else or they've just kind of moved past everything because you know they're hurt by the actions that i took and you know i have to really acknowledge that so when you say self-protect i want to ask you a deeper question um Mm -hmm. do you feel you are protecting yourself as far as um that person hurting you or um do you feel you are um protecting yourself because maybe you don't feel like you would be able to maintain that relationship because maybe it's just not the dynamic you're used to. I mean, I'd say it's probably a combination of the two, you know, it's, it's definitely a matter of like protecting myself and like not wanting routines or the way I'm like living life to sort of alter in any way. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. also uh, just not understanding what healthy relationships really mean. Um, like I said, it's something that I'm definitely, I've gotten a lot better with because I would say like throughout my my 20s, it was like kind of a wild show of just trying to connect with people on like every dating app under the sun and just rushing into things, then getting freaked out in my own head and and stepping away and the whole horrible ghosting thing. You know, I've I've done that way too many times. So how how do you work on communication now? Because it definitely sounds like confrontation is definitely like something you stray away from. Yeah, I I mean, I try to just be better about like where I'm at, you know, and and that's sometimes even that is tough, you know, because I flip flop, you know, there's there's days where I'm like, man, I love just this whole like, single thing solo thing like i kind of can just do whatever i want when i need to and everything but then there's days where i'm like man like if i had somebody here right now like that would be great you know all those like cute moments of like you know watching tv or movies together holding hands all that fun stuff um so yeah i'm always like that's that's the struggle is that it's like there's no consistency unfortunately in my brain when it comes to both those things i can relate so it sounds like you are unavailable right now as far as like maybe like is there's just definitely some unavailableness within you and maybe that's why you attract other people that's unavailable like it feels that little void kind of like what you said i want you know the cute little dates where we're together and blah 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 but then also if they're it um also provide a space because there's, there's that toxicity there would you yeah, agree with that definitely i mean because i think a big part of the two sort of longer relationships i had in both those things there was a lot of uh just needing of of my time 
that felt like very overbearing from, from my partners in those situations, especially like my more recent one, you know, it was like the, the time spent together just was a constant need. Whereas for me, it's like, sure, I love that, but there's also a need for like space there. And I feel like in both those, there just wasn't that. Um, so I'm sure, you know, I always say it in therapy. It's like, I know in a healthy relationship, there's those boundaries and, and they can right. be there and in a healthy way. Uh, but yeah, I just haven't experienced that. So that's, that's the thing that just, I guess, needs to happen at some point. Um, <laughs> and f- for me to stop shying away from it. Got you. I mean, communication is everything too. I think like mm-hmm. really laying the cards on the table, like kind of in the beginning, like, and kind of, I guess, setting those expectations verbally out loud, letting the person really know who you are. Cause I think too, we'll put on our best representatives at first. And then the, the mask that we kind of put on like to show like, yeah, I'll be there for you and, and encourage people who may be a little bit more clingy than us. And then as time goes on, that mask kind of cracks and, you know, um, okay. So that was that you would say that's probably the hardest lesson for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, you told us about your project. Where can the audience find you? Uh, so my website is usually the best source of everything I'm doing, which is uh, twotonyproductions.com. And that's T-O-T-O-N-Y productions.com. Uh, you know, that's where I'm posting regular like blog updates. I, I actually do like indie film reviews for like short films and feature films in my spare time. So like the blog is pretty active with that. Uh, and then just, you know, keeping up with like the updates there and everything, you know, of course that links to like Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and all that fun stuff too from there. Awesome. So I will include all of those links in the show notes. Daniel, I want to thank you for your time. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yes. And I want to thank all of the listeners for tuning in and until next time. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. If you like this podcast, please download and subscribe. If there's anything you would like to talk about in regards to relationships or would like to be a guest on the show to speak on relationships or get advice, you can always connect via social media at Playing for Keeps or email DJ at info at P, the number four, K, dating.com. Thank you for tuning in and bye for now.